guys. Welcome to Shit Chatting with MG. Today we have Randy here. Um, but before we start, we're going to do something different. Um, Randy, before we start, can you lead us in a word of prayer? Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you giving honor and glory. Father, we praise your holy name. Father, I thank you for this opportunity. Lord, let it be all of you and none of us. Father, just take control of the spirit. Just guide us. Help us guard the doors of our lips and right our tongue, Lord. Let the ears, eyes, and hearts of the listeners be open, Lord, and give us the proper subjects that will help people and edify people. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, and my name is Trinity Trey. <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. You are funny. You are funny. You are really, really funny. You're really, really funny. Did you have breakfast already? Uh, no, I don't, don't eat breakfast. I, I drink some coffee, and I'm good to go until lunchtime. That's not healthy, but you know, that's <laughs> that's not my business. Um, that's, yeah. between, that's between you uh, and your body. But really, coffee, really? Well, I mean, that's pretty much what I drink, and then I, I normally off to work and something like that. On the weekends, I might cook for me and my wife. But uh, oh, I eat. I'm just kidding. Praise the Lord. I'm just kidding. Okay, so um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name is Randy Butler, aka Trinity Trey. I'm a minister slash hip hop artist uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Originally been in Oklahoma City uh, since about '96 to '97. Me and my son moved down there. Uh, Put your phone. Not this yeah. I'm sorry, audience. I'm sorry. No, that was on me. Somebody called who never calls. And, uh, oh. Yeah, I, I apologize. I should put it on airplane mode. But uh, yeah, so me and my son moved to Oklahoma City, uh, maybe 96, 97. I've been a single parent since I was 19, had my son since he was four months old. He's about to be 28 in October. I have a daughter also, but she's, you know, she was raised in a different household. She's about to be 27. Anyway, um, man, uh, just to let you know, I, I gave my life to Christ in the year 2015. I straddled the fence for years and years and years and years, trying to do it my own way and eventually submitted to the Holy Spirit and let the Lord guide me and lead me. And he's been taking me from glory to glory ever since. So, and that's why I wanted you on, the, on my podcast because I am going through a spiritual journey. And like like Randy said, he's a hip hop artist and his music like moves, like moves through my whole spirit, mind, body. If you are on a spiritual journey, I recommend you like transition to listen. If you, especially if you like hip hop music, I definitely recommend you to listen to his music because, hey, I'm 28 and it touches it touches me. Well, praise the Lord. I, I, that blesses my heart. Um, the album I put out, I think February 2nd, Rebirth of Trinity Trades. It's been doing pretty well. Uh, just dropped a couple of new singles uh, with Cal Trace. It's called No No More. And then also. Uh, one called United with my sister in Christ, Tia, the radical one, and resumes. Tia's out of Georgia and, and resumes out of uh, Chicago. So I, it really blesses my heart the fact that you said that it moves. Because one thing I make sure I do is I proclaim the gospel through my music. We can have fun with the music here. Yeah, we're going to have fun with the music. But I want to make sure the message hits home and I tell a little bit of my, my testimony uh, through the music, I, which I can tell you. If you want to read that, it's the interview as well. I mean, it's up to you. Okay. Um, just just give you an idea of what, what I went through. I was a single parent, uh, but before that, my mom was a single parent. My, my father died before I was born. Uh, when we talk about mental health, 
we can right. get to that because he, yeah, he, he killed himself. But that's a whole nother. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but being in a single parent household uh, had a lot of freedom because my mom worked all the time. So she always gave me a lot of freedom because I was mature. So when I hit about 15, 16, started running the streets, started running with neighborhood crib, started doing burglaries and, and robberies and uh, you name it to get money, I was getting it. Started slinging dope eventually, um, which led to a lot of uh, pitfalls. Uh, went, to, went to the county jail man, so many times and then avoided the penitentiary at a young age uh, for burglary too uh, and a list of other things only because I had grandparents who who, who got good lawyers. So say, say this, and that kind of like continued me on a path to uh, the penitentiary where I just continued to do miscellaneous crimes and then eventually uh, went to the pen for a quick second uh, for about a year and then got out then two-time felon went back to the pen around 38 and on that journey right there is where I finally submitted to the Lord uh, said Lord I can't do it by, by myself I was always trying to do it Randy's way Randy way got me in trouble or either hurt a lot of people along the way so when I submitted to the Holy Spirit and asked the Lord to guide me um, he began to mold me and shape me and you know then I started writing Christian music for for, uh, for the Lord uh, instead of my secular music which I had been doing since I was 16 I started rapping when I was 16 but uh, the Holy Spirit has influenced each and every song that I do, like I said. So I want to make sure that the gospel is proclaimed through all my songs. So in a nutshell, that's a real quick uh, synopsis of what my testimony is. Well, and, you know, for you to say that, you know, seeing, like, you know, where you are now in life, you know, I have been knowing you that long, but um, I can tell people are anointed, and when they're faking anointed, and if you ever get a chance to be in front of this man, you're going to definitely feel it. You're going to definitely, definitely, you got a strong, uh, very strong, like, or like, you know, like, it, it is very positive, you know, um, he going like, I remember one day at church, he was like, what's wrong with you? Like, you, you, you know, you too far. Like, I'm like, I can't, you know, something you can't hide stuff from. Um, but it is like, that's a, that's a really, like, that's, I, I really love that. And then, especially I listen to your music, it makes me know that my spiritual journey, it made me like, if you made it through it, I can make it through, right? And so it, that just, like I said, it just it moves me. And it's like sometimes you don't really realize what you know what you have in front of you, but sometimes you really have to look, like open your eyeballs, and like look what's in front of you. Because a lot of this music nowadays, like it can really like mess with your mind, and you don't even realize what's going on. Um, hold on one second. Pause. Range may be a lot of. Did you start back up? Yes, because that's good. Come on, keep going. When and uh, when, when is your when is your purpose? Uh, those closest to you, they they should help push you into greatness and realize that we all start from humble beginnings. And mm -hmm. a lot of people kind of get depressed or, or should I say, shy away from their purpose in life because they don't think enough people are tuning in or or uh, it's not reaching a lot of people. Now with my ministry, if I reach one person, I'm I'm excited. You know what I mean? I, of course, I want to reach the masses. Right. If I reach one person, we go to the, the, the parable of uh, the 99 sheep. Well, there's 100 sheep, but Jesus will leave one, or the shepherd will leave one. I'll leave all in the 99 to get that one, should I say. So if, if you just reach one person, that one person is going to tell somebody else about it, so on and so forth, and then they'll bring more and more people in. So it's all about humble beginnings and just prepare for your, your, your launch. You said that, you know, you're a single parent, and um, how did that affect your mental health growing up as a child? And as you know, as an adult, hey. 
Well, uh, truth be told, okay, like, like I said, we can feed into this uh, later on when I was talking about my, my father. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom got pregnant at 16. My father uh, shot himself in the head with a 22 shotgun in Spencer, Oklahoma. Um, so, therefore, there was mental illness on that side of my family, on my father's side of the family. Now, the story is somebody dropped some ash and drops and played with his mind and went to my grandmother's house, my big mama's house, and uh, killed himself. So, let's move on into my future um, as a child. I asked my mom about it periodically. She didn't want to talk about it because that was very traumatic to her. Uh, and then let's say when I hit 19, can you imagine? You know, she was 16 and losing the love of her life. That was her first boyfriend, first love, all that. And plus she told me she didn't, she wasn't there, so she had to fully know what, what goes on, what, what happened, should I say. Uh, so she would hear from my aunts and my uncles what happened. There was I had one aunt and, a, and my big mama was there when it happened. So um, when I was 19, uh, mental health hit me hard where I had a mental breakdown. I had so much going on. I called myself embracing the Muslim religion. Left that alone, that's a whole nother testimony. But um, so what happens is my mom, I started talking to her about what happened to my father. And she started crying, I started crying, and she didn't want to talk about it. And so what she saw was me having, Let's say I was having an emotional breakdown behind the situation. Just think about my father. Did he, did he kill himself because she was pregnant with me and whatnot? So, say that to say that she, she got worried, called the police. Um, I got committed to a, a to evaluation, 21-day evaluation to make sure that my mind was going right. I was diagnosed with being bipolar. So, you know, a lot of people in Oklahoma City don't know my testimony when it comes to that part. They know about the penitentiary and, and this, that, and the other, but they don't, they don't know about the realness of mental health. And those those in Tulsa, they know. Randy, about day. I went a little, little wild. When, when your mind thinks that you see something or, or that you hear something, it's very powerful. So you, it, it seems so real, you know? And a lot of times in the black community, we sweep that under the rug because we don't want, my baby ain't crazy. Or, you know, I don't want nobody to think my mom's crazy. So I don't tell nobody my mom is paranoid, schizophrenic, or she's bipolar or whatever. It is. Even depression, something simple as prayer. It's so real and it has a hold on so many people and they don't know how to conquer that. So when it comes to me, I've been to, you know, I, I won't go into depth, but I've been to a few different mental institutes. I, I pleaded temporary insanity, assault on two police officers at age 19. It was either the penitentiary or a mental uh, hospital. I, pl- I, yeah, I played crazy that time just to avoid going to the penitentiary. So saying that to say this, um, mental health is real. And I used to tell people, yeah, I'm, I'm legally crazy. I'm 5150. I used to lean into it because I, I was in that street life. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm crazy. You know, I'm legally crazy. And then I would feed on it. So when you're saying those things, it's like the death of the tongue. I didn't realize I was speaking it over myself. And then I was just leaning on that. And then I would have issue after issue. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'd have, I'd have uh, manic faces. I, I, my mind would race. I would start, you know, just acting a certain kind of way. And it was obvious. It was peculiar than the way I, I normally act. And, um, some pop on the screen. <laughs> okay, so so what it comes down to is um, I quit speaking that over myself. I quit telling people I have a mental issue. I, I, I quit saying I'm bipolar. They, they say I'm bipolar. Uh, I leaned on the Lord. And when I submitted to the, the Lord, he gives us the power. Uh, he, he gives us the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So I lean on that sound mind. And I thank the Lord for my, for my, for my sanity. And I haven't had an issue with that since 99. Was the last time I, I my mind started racing and things like that but it's 2021 now so it all comes to 
I, I couldn't do the pills when they when they tried to, to get me to, to take pills. No, it, it, it just no. I'm not saying you know don't take the pills. Some people you know are far off and maybe they need that to get balanced or whatever it may be. Exactly. Um, say that again. No, no. I was saying like exactly. Don't let you right. Don't let you real. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to each his own. But once once I found the Lord and I let the Holy Spirit take control of me and realized who I was in Christ and, and started walking a, a life that was worthy uh, of the calling uh, that, that God had put on my life. First of all, one of my biggest issues when I used to drink, you know, uh, I was a big time weed head since I was 18. And drinking and alcohol just brought out a different side of me. They call alcohol spirits for a reason. So once, once I left that alone trying to quit trying to self-medicate uh, mm -hmm. that was the biggest problem trying to self-medicate and let the lord continue to just guide me and lead me so uh, i don't want to ramble about the situation but no um mental health is, is so prevalent in the black community that we don't speak on it and we and we try to hide it under the rug which is the problem so well no i i asked you that because um i said i told people like i have to maintain my mental health you know and some people think it's like a joke and, but now there's no more joking. Yeah. Like I have to protect my energy at all costs, even my own energy, because people don't really, like I think people don't really know. And I'm gonna say this over and over. You can be so strong, but you can still feel when someone's energy is off. And sometimes you don't want to feel that. You don't want to, right? But it's like they're around you, so you're gonna not, you're gonna feel it. It's just like you gotta maintain mental health. And like when, when you say that, they get offended. And it's like, I'm only telling you because I'm speaking from my own personal experience. Anything I'm, I'm giving advice on now is because I've been through it already. I know how I know how I feel, so I don't want you to go through that. The same thing my mama been telling me since I was three, four, five. Is the same thing we're going to have probably have to keep preaching and preaching because people, it don't really click until your mom wanted to click. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what, now what you're saying about, uh, when you're around certain people and you and you just feel, um, it, you know, I, I'm real loose. I don't say spirit, but I, I don't say energy. I'd say the spirit of that person. Um, but you know, my mom used to tell me at a young age. Well, I say about 16, 17 years old, because she she knew I was living the street life, but she didn't want to accept I was living the street life. And she used to always tell me that she used to uh, guilty by association. And then when I go biblical with it, kind of speaking on what you were talking about, uh, bad company corrupts good character. So if you're around somebody who let's say they have a, a demonic spirit a lot of people don't realize about the spiritual battle that's going on so when it comes to these uh, mental health it, it's connected to the dark force of, of, of satan and his, his legion of demons that he has there's an unseen spiritual realm that that a lot of people are just not aware of so when it comes to mental health it's an attack of, of satan it's an attack of the devil it's from the pits of hell and a lot of people don't realize that it, it's a uh, spiritual battle and it's not a carnal thing so we look at that person like oh man he's crazy and not knowing that he's under demonic attack and so we don't know exactly how to um handle that person or how to help treat that person uh we try to do it in a physical sense or we try to isolate them and like i said sweep it under the rug so um when it comes to bad company corrupts good character i can only be around a person um if they're on the, the the right spiritual journey and not saying that i won't come around a person who's sinning because that's part of proclaiming the gospel so i'll come around someone and and, and i'll plant seeds somebody else comes through the water and god grants the increase but when it comes to my circle uh, that i'm around I, I want people around me that are going to edify me that are going to help build me up that 
will help pour into me and I'm not always just pouring into them because you know and I don't have a problem with that I'm a lot of people's counselors and I, and I love that but it has to be a give and take I want to be able to talk to you can I pause you real fast yeah. you say you know you say you a lot of people's counselors I used to be that person but you know how you got to keep saying it's I'm saying I have to stop doing that because if I can't pour into you like you pour into me, that's not fair to me. That's not fair to me as a person, as your friend, as your daughter, you know, your girlfriend, you know, whoever, you know. But people don't, they think you're being mean when you start being that way. But you have to, like, and that's why I say, now I'm going to start, I'm going to correct my, learning, you know, correcting certain things I say. Not the energy, it's the spirit. I'm protecting my own spirit because you got your own because I've been my own battle, but I'll just continue. No, I, and, and, and I love what you just said because, I mean, like like I was uh, uh, saying, when, I, when let's say you, for instance, if you're the only person being a counselor and you're holding everybody else's stuff and, and weight on your shoulders, they don't realize, okay, you're strong. And yeah, I can, I can, I can hold a lot of weight and, and, I, and okay, continue to just, you know, help you, but eventually it's gonna take a toll on you. You know what I mean? And they don't realize that. And as it gets heavier and heavier and heavier now, I, I, I need somebody to feed on. So, you know, by the grace of God, I have my, my wife, my lovely wife, Irma. I also have my son and I have my two spiritual mentors, Dave Arnie and, and, and Scotty Briggs, where- I to say Scotty. I knew he was about to say Scotty. Yes, yes, yes. Praise the Lord. That's what he's <laughs> saying. Praise the Lord. But a lot of people don't realize that, you know, okay, you, you can, okay, pour in, well, I won't say pour, come, get, let me have your problems and I'll, I'll try to help you as much as I can. But at some point in time, if I have an issue, I should be able to come to you and, and if nothing else, Ben, if you don't even have an answer for it, sometimes I just need an ear to, to listen or maybe a shoulder to cry on or whatever it may be. But it has to be a give and take sometimes. It can't not just be a one-way street where I'm holding all your problems because your problems get heavy. They're heavy for you, so when you give them to me, man, it weighs me down and it stops the progress that I have going on. So, um, I would suggest, and this is the last thing I'm gonna say about that. What I would suggest to anyone, if if it's if it's a relationship, that's if, if me and you are supposed to be friends, and it's a one way street, and when I need you and I try to maybe tell you about an issue I'm having, but you have closed ears and you don't want to hear that, or it all always directs back to you. Even when I'm having a problem, you bring a problem that's similar to yours. I came to you for help. You tell me about your problem. Sometimes you have to separate. That season may be over with, but that time, who knows, God may bring them back into your life. But if it's a one-way street, we don't really have a relationship. You're not really my friend. So that's all I'm saying. Don't say don't love them, but sometimes you got to separate from them and love them. You know what? So I definitely do that same, but I feel like you know, with women, I'm not for sure how it is with men. They say it's a problem if you stop talking to them or stop following on social media. You know, whatever the situation situation might be, which is so petty, you ask me. Like, if we didn't fall out or nothing like that, then why are you, then if you my friend, she come ask me what's the issue. Or, are you okay? Don't just assume, because I know me through this experience, I used to be, I used to overthink things. But that's mine, allowing me to overthink things. And you create your own chaos in your own mind. 
and that's gonna mess you up in life. Like it really is. It has to come to a point in time where you have to manage yourself. Like what do you want from a friend? What do you want from a relationship? What do you, you know? And it's like not always what do you want, but what do you need from them as well? You know, it can't be a forty-nine. 30 you know like that's not that's not fair because a relationship is a relationship and it has to work both ways like it's one it's a um i got this guy eric thomas eric thomas uh sometime but it's a particular episode it's uh called you you cannot defeat me and he says over and over and over and over and over and over again that it's up to you in life it's up to you you can make no excuses. At the end of the day, yeah, you might come from trauma. Yeah, you might not have a daddy. Yeah, you might not have a mama. But it's up to you to fix that. You have to change that. Like my story. Hey, I grew up without a daddy. Lost a brother. You think I'm going to keep on crying about it? No. I got to keep moving. Testify. Moving. Every day. But it's a battle within itself. Yeah, I'm, I have three days. It's, it's, I'm human. Power I can give, I can always not be not have to think about it. But I want to cope with things. So, but I feel like people, and I'm not. I don't want to say it. I feel like people they use that. They know you strong, so they want to reach on to you. And I've learned that in life. And that's why you have to protect yourself because it can't just be a one sided. Like I can't. You know, you called me, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you my all in the conversation. Like, oh my gosh, like, if this happened, when I call you, it's kind of quiet. Or, like, that's, what? Yeah. yeah. Like, what, like, what, like, what kind of relationship is this? That's not fair. But, it, but then it makes, they, they, it make you, they, they make, they make, they make you feel like you're doing something wrong. Yeah. yeah. And I'm um, oh, that's not right. I, it's not right. And, and I'm one of I won't. The only way I'll, I'll unfollow somebody on social media is if I pop on there and some ratchets keep popping up and it's connected to my page. I, yeah, you're not gonna mess my, my, my ministry up with that. So uh, that's the only way I unfollow. Um, but you you have to love certain people from a distance sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that's plain and simple. I mean, you know, I, yeah, I still love you, brother. And there's, there's certain people I just don't talk to as much as I used to. Um, it's not always because of that. Sometimes we just get uh, productive in life or even busy in life, and we just don't have time to talk like we used to because I'm I'm doing what I need to do. But then it is certain times where I feel like it's a one-way street and, boy, you, you're not really my friend. You use me, like you said, because you know I'm strong or because you know pouring to you and feed into you and me as a minister I'm supposed to build you up and drop seeds and, and help lift you up but at some point in time like you said it's it do you want to change do you want to grow do you want to be molded and become a different person or do you want to lean on I didn't have a father or or I keep losing my job or or whatever it may be it's all about how you react to whatever that trauma is we've all went through it I've been beat by cops I've been ran over by a truck I've been in a coma but do I sit back and say hey guess what woe is me I can't do it no I'm victorious because I'm more than a conqueror and who loved me the Lord Jesus Christ so it, it's all about how you react to whatever that traumatic situation is so but I, but I think about a lot of people are not even prepared for prepared for it so that's why they don't know how to and I'm saying it for myself like we're not prepared for traumatic things that happen in life when we really not so the reaction is not always good and so that's why um, cause I was saying that there's, uh, would be something where, where, where me and one of my friends, you know, we kind of, we had a disagreement, um, but we were able to come back and 
you know, talk about it. You know, like, will, will we be, be as close as we were prior? I don't know. Only God can tell. But for us to come back and talk, you know, no hard feelings, you know, like that. Because one thing I learned in life, when you really forgive somebody, you really gonna forgive them. Like, you don't just say it. Your actions are gonna show it. Like, you can enact. One thing I've learned, um, I can feel when it's fake or when it's, you know, a genuine apology, you know? And because some people, they'll, they'll think, oh, why do you forgive that person? Why do you be like, that person did this, that person did that? But somebody probably did something small, but you know that they intentionally did it to you. So why would I want to forgive you? I trust me. I pray. I'm, I pray about everything now because it, I, I have to. Like because, like you said, you get. I'm only 28, and I try to figure a couple things out on my own. No, I go. I go through God. Not, not to no parents. Not to no aunties. Not to no uncles. You got. You gotta go through God, baby. Yeah. Amen. There's, there's levels to this life. There's levels. Yeah. You want? I promise you. And I haven't, I haven't even got to the 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 royalty yet. You, you I haven't even got to the royalty yet. Yeah. I, I, I just I, I feel it. You know, I, I know I know it's real. I, I know it's real. I know it's real. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm glad you reiterated because uh, you brought that up once before. And I wanted to piggyback on that, but um, about communication. You, you said like if we had an issue and you come and I talk to you and you talk to me. It says it says in the Bible. It says if you have an uh, if you have an offense or somebody's offended you, come to them and talk to them about it. If they don't receive it, then bring somebody else and talk to them. And then that's when you can separate if they don't want to receive that. But the fact that we don't talk enough in in, in relationships when it comes to man and woman or, or woman and and your friend or, or your homeboys, we don't talk about it. We do something that hurts our feelings, but we don't let the person know who did it. We just start holding the grudge and, we, and it just starts to separate. But when we can communicate and let somebody know, hey, this, this really offended me, this hurt my feelings, or why'd you do this? You know, and get to the root of it. That's how you can mend, mend the broken relationship or maybe it won't be the same, but at least we, okay, now we're in an understanding why I started acting this way or you started acting this way. And nine times out of 10 is something petty and something silly. And when you forgive somebody, you're really helping yourself. Not, not. Well, the main thing is because he won't forgive you unless you forgive somebody else. But the main thing is you can grow and get over it. A lot of times, I'm mad at you, and you don't even know I'm mad at you. Right. You know I mean, I'm sitting there holding a grudge. I can't believe she did this, that, and the other, and don't even realize she didn't think nothing about it because she didn't mean anything by it. You know. So that's what I wanted to piggyback on that. Well, no, I, I, um, I, I definitely agree with you. But you know, that's. I don't know. I, I feel like that comes back to, you know, how you are raised or how you see people go through different traumas, you know. And I'm very fortunate to, I've seen it all around me, you know, the good, the bad, the, the crazy. So I've seen it all. So I got so many different scenarios where I can, do I want to be like this? Do I want to do be like that? You know, how do you know? So it's, it's, really up, it's really up to you. It's really up to you. So when you did you have you ever went to go have you ever uh, seen a um a therapist? Uh I was forced to see uh, some a couple of times. It what wasn't really for me now. I I no, I don't think I I think counseling works. Mm -hmm. Um and, and I am so cliche and so I'm so biblical. Uh the Holy Spirit is my counselor. Uh, honestly, when that's the first person I go to is the Lord and the Holy Spirit. He comforts me and guides me. Now, I know a lot of people who go to counselors and, and they are effective. Um, the main thing is uh, having somebody to, to talk to. 
and get something off and not not think in your mind, okay, if I go to a counselor, they're gonna think I'm crazy. No, if, if you need to go to a counselor, go to a counselor and talk to them. And, and normally it will help you with your situation. So people become counselors for a reason. God had put counselors on earth for a reason. A lot of people don't realize doctors, they all come from God. Uh, he's Jehovah Rabbi, he's our healer. So when it comes to healing, mental, heart, whatever, body, physical body, whatever it is, they're put here for a reason. So uh, to, I wish people would quit being ashamed, especially black folks. We're ashamed to say we, 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 I had to go to a counselor, I had to go see a shrink uh, because, you know, I don't want them to think I'm crazy. But if, if you need help with a certain situation and people in your household or in your environment are not helping you, there's professionals who can help guide you and give you the right things to help equip you with that battle with mental illness. So there's, I don't think there's a problem. Me personally, I've been to maybe two before and it just, it just wasn't me. So I always had my mother to talk to uh, when I when I was having an issue and she would help me out. And if she didn't have the right thing to say, you know, um, I, I'd kind of figure it out. But right now, the first thing, person I go to, you said it, would be the Lord. And <clears throat> I tell a lot of people, if you pause, ponder, and pray, there was a minister, uh, wait, there is a minister who said that, and it's feeding off of James, where, they, where he says, uh, be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. If you say something crazy to me, I'm going to pause for a second. I'm going to ponder on it, think about it. Then I'm going to pray about it before I speak to you. I'm going to talk to the Lord before I say something crazy to you back because that's just going to cause a controversy. But no, I don't think anything's wrong with me going to a counselor. Okay. So, I definitely, um, I don't, you know, I, I really don't think it's doctors. Like, you know, it's not really taught in the morning. They feel like, you know, the crazy, but I just feel like, it's up to it's up to us to you know it not really it can be up to us but you have to just believe in what you believe in you know teach your child you know teach your people what you believe in uh, and, and they they choose a follow they they choose a follow but you got to think about it I also I try to you know blame like the ancestors but it's like they only knew so much so they only knew so much they only can teach their kids so much they kids so it's like. You have to, you know, break generational curses. You know, you you have you you have to because if not, like I always say, this like I'm 20 years old and I don't own nothing. You know what I mean? And but you see so many people. Like I see my little cousins and I have uh, friends that are younger than me and they own things already. But their, their priorities are different from my priorities. You know, back you know back then. But it's just like you see, I feel like people they get so caught on that. You still have a chance to change your life. Like it's a brand new. Each day is a new day to change. Make a difference. Like don't don't ponder on like you don't like I, I like that. Like don't ponder on yesterday or last year because who like who would know two years ago I'll be doing the podcast. You know, so it's just like you have to when you, when you passionate about something, do it. Like I have a I have a little friend here. When I tell you, I met her doing like the biggest transition of my life. Like I had just, you know, had a baby, you know, about to have a kid. And who are you, you know? Um, but it was different because she wouldn't really, she would not go for me back. But as you talking to me like that, and I'm like, this is different. Like everybody else, they would go for me back or, you know, talk trash or, you know, do shady stuff, you know, say shady things. And I cherish her like so much. Like, we don't talk every day. Like I honestly, I ain't talked to her in a, in a week. Um, I need actually. I'm actually gonna call her. I'm like all of this. Um, but she helped me see that ambitious side of myself. You know what I mean? 
Like she really like she really did and that's why I always, you know, I'm be trying to like rush her to, you know, find her purpose in life. But I can't wait to see, you know, I can't wait to see because she's very passionate in her own things, you know, that she has in life. Everybody do things at a different journey. But I just I'm saying to say it's like it's God did that for a reason. You know what I mean? He put her in my life for a reason because we went to the same high school with each other. Yeah. And it's just like you, God, you putting people in front. Of, that's why I say you gotta really wake up and see who you because you never know who. Yeah. Like, if I wouldn't have took our relationship serious, you know, um, or she didn't really, you know, like me or whatever. Um, because I was, I was toxic. Like, I really was. You know, and I, and I, I don't hear what people say toxic. It's just, I'm like, it's like crazy. Toxic is where you can't communicate properly. It's very toxic. That can be a headache for the other party. Yeah. Um, you walking around, you're not speaking. That's very toxic. You know, we, we work at the same job. <laughs> so it is like, I don't know. That's, that's, that's my dog. And it's just like, you have to really, you gotta love your people. Other people, and and I agree with you totally. Um, and to to feed on what you were saying about, um, you know, people or let's say people at this level right now, and let's say Randy right here, I'm I'm, I'm right here and haven't gotten there yet, and I'm older than you. We won't go into the age, but I'm older than you. Um, but it's all about God's timing, and it's never too late. I think Fifty Cent said this. I don't know if he coined it. He's the first one to say it, but he said, "There's no life expectancy on a dream." Like it's it's never too late to accomplish your dream. I've I've seen people at the age of fifty something finally take off into their purpose and not realizing that they were holding themselves back. But the main thing is, it's not too late. You're twenty eight, so at, at the age of twenty eight, believe me, you, you're doing better than I was. I I was stacking money, but the wrong way. I, I was, you know what I'm saying? I was I was I, yeah I was living a lifestyle that, that was gonna lead me to death. You know what I mean? So just be thankful where you are, and let's, the, the biggest thing is don't let's not focus on and not saying that you are, but let's not focus on where somebody else at in life. Let, let's focus on what God has for me and where He's gonna bring me to and where He's taking me to, and just be in the right posture whenever that time comes and, and build the right foundation. That way I can build on it. And continue to grow because what God has for you, He doesn't have for me. We all on different spiritual journeys, and you know your purpose in life. Even if you don't know it right now, if it's if it's the podcast, if it's uh, your clothing line, which is what's going to take off like that, whatever it is, just be in the perfect posture and have the perfect foundation where when God gives you the people. Uh, to build on that foundation, let's say that, that it opens kingdom connections, or you get to networking, and this person can help you with this, and that person can help you with that, or or it just all comes on your own. Just make sure you're ready for that time. Yeah. That way, you can take off to the next level because God's going to take you from glory to glory. But the main thing is to stay focused on what it is that you are supposed to be doing. So uh, it's, it's not too late for and it's not too late for you to just succeed in all that you do. And I, and I, I mean, I believe that's, that's, that's very, 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 very true. Um, me, uh, me and Tia, we were actually going to, uh, we were actually going to start a podcast together. I, I, I believe, you know, she wanted me to cut my episodes, you know, just, you know, time or whatever. Um, but no, you got, you have to, okay, that's one thing, you got, that's one thing people, I think people kind of get misconstrued when they go through their own spiritual journey. And like when they like when I and I say spirit, they like when they take it serious. Like when you know your spirit is like telling you, you need to listen. You need to listen to what is telling you. 
you have to realize everybody around you is not on the same journey as you. And so you can't judge or not talk to this person, not be around this person. But if God tells you, if your spirit is telling you, you need to do it. Like it's, it's a totally, it's a totally, it's, it's, it's a totally, totally uh, big difference. Um, this, is, this is personal, but I recently checked my phone number and because I don't want to be bothered. Because um, some people don't, people don't want to respect my boundaries. Yeah. And um, I'm on a whole nother, my mind is on a whole nother, it's on a whole other level. And I don't have time for no kind of distractions. Like, no, you know, there's not an emergency. Please do not call me. Because nobody, and they, nobody understands what you, what you got going on until you make them force them to understand it. It's not nothing like being mean. It's just like you have to respect it. Like, I, it's so many, I saw so many, like, so many people, uh, my mentors, they really had to go ghost for six months. To get to one to get to, you know, you really you to do that. You know, you have to with that. It's not so like, oh, you can text me or, but it's like you have to be. Are you motivated? Are you gonna motivate me today? Um, don't call me on no nonsense. I don't. I can't. You know, because I'm gonna do my own special. I'm gonna do my own special things, and I might not wake up in a good mode, and I don't need to take that on you. You know, so it's like it's just best for you just to respect my boundaries. You know. Um, and I've, 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 I've tried it before, but it's like I feel bad because I'm like, I'm not talking to, this, I'm not talking to my family, talking to my friends. It don't matter. Another six months and you're going to go past. You, you, have to, you have to, and that's why I say, like, the last four weeks, my keywords I've been using is structure and accountability. If I don't have structure and accountability, then what am I going to do? How am I going to make it? Yeah, that's powerful right there. I, I told my wife when it comes back to war. Um, the smallest thing, if I if I don't have my my clothes in order, I'm, I'm real kind of OCD on certain things. But if I don't have my clothes in a certain order in, in, in my closet, then it leads to my desk not being in order, leads to my life not being in order. It's, I, I I feel like everything has to be in order in order for me to get to the next level. And when it comes to my inner circle, if you guys are not focused on achieving something in life and and being productive and 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 need to be helping people, need to be uh, honing your craft, whatever it is. If you're not trying to go to the next level, I don't need you in my inner circle. I might, we may talk from time to time, but if you're not focused on taking your stuff to the next level, I don't care if, it, if it's a spiritual level, if, if it's it's um, being productive at work and, and becoming from this to the manager to the owner, being an entrepreneur, whatever it is, I don't need you in my inner circle, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> but when it comes to just in general, like if you if you put yourself around four millionaires, you're probably gonna be the fifth. If you put yourself around four bums or homeless people, you're probably gonna be the fifth homeless person. I mean, you know, I hate to be that extent. But if you put yourself around four righteous people, you're gonna be the fifth righteous person because they're gonna be pointing you, dropping the seeds, and, and iron sharpens iron. The, the word God says, uh, iron sharpens iron. So you wanna put yourself around people who are propelling yourself to the next level. So I, I really agree with what you were just talking about. Amen. You have to, but sometimes you know when you're transitioning, you might have you have people around you that's not, you know, going that way. So you might it may it can make them feel like that. Oh, dang, you ain't talking to me. Well, you know, I ain't, if I'm not on your level, but it's not really that. It's like you're not on my level where I'm going at this moment in my life. So you're not going to understand certain things. You know, um, I'm, I don't go out. You know, I'm not going out spending three hundred dollars a weekend or a hundred dollars weekend partying. Like that's not. I'm not spending money. I'm like, that's not what they're going to give me. I've done that already. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it, honestly, it's just we're we're called to be wise stewards of God's money. Uh, everything I have belongs to the Lord. So I I used to be that guy you know, who go out and spend a whole knot for the for the night and everybody buy everybody drinks and because I want to look like the baller or I just want to feel like my pride. Hey, I'm I'm the man. I can do this. But that's that's not what I'm focused on now. Now I'm saving money for my future to buy a home to to do this to do that to start me and my wife's business, whatever it may be. And it's not about blowing money because it's about being a wise steward of, of God's money. So, I mean, you're making a lot of wise decisions, uh, little sis, and just keep on letting the Lord lead you and use discernment when it comes to interacting with, with friends and, and family members as well. A lot of times we don't want to get rid of family members, but if they're destructive and toxic, guess what? I love you from a distance. I still love you, but you can't come over like that. So. No, you know, and I'm so happy you said something about the um part, like the the three P's. Can you say one more time for me? Yeah, okay, yes, no, I would definitely be using that because you know, um, people don't realize another thing we go through spiritual journey, or you just wake it up like you wake it up in life. Honestly, um, then get tested, yeah, and yeah. get tested a lot, and people are going to attack you. Um, don't try to tell your character anything. But it's up to you to react. If someone used to react a year ago or six months ago, or just or just hit them with the um, you know, the P, the three Ps. Yeah, amen. amen. Really, because you know about the mess of my blessings. Like it's gonna come down to you're not about the mess of my blessings. What I got going on? Because at the end of the day, is I'm not trying to prove nothing to you at all. Like I'm gonna put myself to you at all because you're just another human like me. You, you don't have that power. Um, but that's something that people need to definitely look like, think about before they give anybody a reaction. Especially if especially they get into a negative reaction. Like it's not that it's not that serious um, for for you because there's gonna be consequences. Yeah, yeah. I know there'll be consequences. Yeah, take offense at nothing. A lot of times we get upset over the stupidest things because we get in our feelings. And and then uh, when reality set in, we didn't ruin it. Uh, a good relationship over something silly. So yeah, take no offense at anything. Very true. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming out and talking with me. I will link your um, Instagram. I will link your uh, uh, iTunes link below. I'm ready to go get download all his music. Like I'm telling y'all, now if you're in a spiritual journey, you trying to listen to rap music or whatever kind of sexual music? I'm telling you, you see, you hear it right now, but it's a whole like I'm like, what? Let's go! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. You have a good day, okay? I'm sorry, sir. I couldn't hear. You. No, I said thank you so much. You have a good day. Oh no, thank you for having me as well. Peace and blessings, little sis. Okay, bye bye.